We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, January the 1st, 2021. Happy New Year, everyone. Let me be the first to wish you a happy New Year, and what better way to kick it off then I look ahead. My top five things I'm looking forward to in the 2021 calendar year. I'll go down the list, including everything from packed stadiums and arenas, USC basketball, baseball and football, recruiting, all that good stuff as we look ahead to the 2021 calendar year. Also, news and notes, your listener questions, voicemails. We've got a ton to get into here on a Friday, officially the first show of the 2021 year, folks, to so sit back, relax, enjoy. It's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. That guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. By the way, they're not a trucking company. They are a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op, guys. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is just invested in the success of the project as you are. They, de- they have dedicated professional crew members and they also offer black glove service, guys. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni, guys. So a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether you're in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out my friend over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. And of course, for more information, if you have any questions, be sure to check them out on their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That is upstatemoversgroup.com. Guys, the show is also brought to you by our friends over at MyBookie. With 2021 finally here, MyBookie's been in a giving mood. A $250 risk-free bet on Thanksgiving, boosted odds and free bets every hour of Black Friday, and they continue to give away more freebies for Cyber Monday. Guys, for a sportsbook, that's supposed to be in the business of making money, they were giving it away. That's just one of the reasons why I've been rolling with my bookie this season, guys. The fact is this. If you're going to put some action on the games, whether you're betting NFL, NCAA, college football, college hoops, whatever your preference may be, you want to do it with a reputable brand like my bookie, guys. You can make your deposit using the promo code GAMECOX. That's promo code GAMECOX. And they'll match you halfway to give you a head start on building your bankroll. Guys, put in $200, get an extra $100 to play with. Joining and depositing is a simple process, and it's quick. But more importantly, when it's time to get paid, that's quick too. Treat yourself some extra cash in your pocket in 2021 by investing in your intuition, guys. It's not just winter season. It's winning season. So bet, win, and get paid with my bookie. Let's get it. 
Yo, what is going on? I'm Chris Phillips, Joseph Spurs Up Show as always. Hope you're all doing well, folks. Happy New Year. Let me be the first to wish you a very happy New Year, folks. We made it. It's 2021, January 1st, 2021. And what better way to kick it off, by the way? How does this work out? We've got New Year's Day on a Friday. We've got a podcast out today. I get to chat with you guys. There's no way I'd rather be kicking off my new year than chatting it up with you guys, talking Gamecocks, everything else. Guys, I really appreciate you tuning in. If you're listening right now and you're starting off your, your new year, with the Spurs Up show, guys, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful for you all. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Happy New Year. Seriously, hope your New Year's Eve went well. I'm sure there's many of you tuned in that are very hungover today. But, hey, again, the great news is this. It's Friday. I'm sure most of you have the day off from work, which is awesome because, again, New Year's Day is probably one of the most hungover days in the calendar year, which when you kind of think about it, it's a little bit backwards that you start your year hungover. But I'm not here to judge, guys. Again, appreciate you all tuning in. Happy New Year to you all. And very excited to get things going here on January 1st as we kick off 2021. Hope you're all doing well. Like I said, hopefully, maybe this podcast can serve as your hangover remedy a little bit. Like I said, if you're hurt a little bit from your New Year's Eve party, your house party, whatever you did, hope you're all doing well. Guys, let's go ahead and without further ado, just dive right into it. Um, like we did last year. We did this January 1st, 2020. And again, who knew what was going to follow after that, how the year was going to turn out. But top five things that I'm looking forward to for the Gamecocks in the 2021 calendar year. Now, I, I was looking back on a few different things. Again, like I said, we did this last year, January 1st, 2020. And I, none of us, none of us knew what was to come. I'm sure we all look at our our quote-unquote resolutions or maybe some of our goals or what have you last year, and we sort of kind of all laugh it off or whatever. Hey, what's in the past is in the past. What's in last year is in last year. Let's talk about this year again. Let's dive into it. Top five things I'm looking forward to in 2021. And guys, I would challenge you as well. Leave in the comments, whether you're on YouTube, leave it, send a DM, you're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, you're on social media. I want to hear from you guys. What are the top things you're looking forward to in this 2021 calendar year? Let's go ahead and dive into it with number one. And this one I feel like is the most obvious of them all because I know we're all looking forward to this, but probably the top thing I'm looking forward to in 2021 is the return of packed stadiums and arenas for South Carolina. Yes, I want to see a packed CLA. I want to see a packed Founders Park on a Friday night in an SEC series. And of course, I want to see a packed Williams-Brice Stadium in the fall this season. Again, we suffered through it. We sat through it. We dealt with limited capacity and whatever. We got through it. It was fine. You know, I went to a game at Williams-Brice and yes, it was very weird, but hey, at least fans were able to get in the stadium. But the return of packed stadiums, getting 80,000 in Willie B, getting 8,000 in Founders Park on a Friday night, getting 18,000 in the CLA. I am so looking forward to it. And again, this is not meant to be some political or whatever type of statement. I, I'm just saying in general, you know what I mean? I think we're all looking forward to things returning back to somewhat some sort of quote-unquote normalcy. When that will happen, we have no idea. I know we all have our fingers crossed. It will be this year, but man, I'm hoping, I'm optimistic, I'm thinking we are going to see packed stadiums and arenas once again in 2021. And I know I, for one, and I know you all are as well, are looking forward to the return of those packed stadiums and arenas. So that will be number one for me. Number two of my top five things I'm looking forward to most in 2021. And guys, if you notice, this goes more so in order of the sport 
or in order of the event when it will fall, not necessarily a ranking one through five, even though number one, I would say, is probably number one for sure. But number two for me, as far as top five things I'm looking forward to in 2021. And this one might seem a little, I don't know, no duh, or I'm setting the bar really low for this one because we talked about Frank Martin's Gamecocks. Uh, Frank Martin's men's squad, how excited I was for that men's team. And I really thought this was a team that could and should get to the NCAA tournament. But at this point, guys, what I'm really looking forward to in this calendar year is just a full season being played by Frank Martin's squad on the hardware. You know, listen, I'm actually going to the basketball game tomorrow at Colonial Life Arena, South Carolina taking on FAMU. But at this point, I just want to see South Carolina get through the entire conference slate. I just want to see South Carolina play a full season because the Gamecocks, the game tomorrow will be the first game South Carolina has played since December the 5th. I mean, it's basically been a month since these guys have been on the floor. What can you really expect from South Carolina at this point in the conference season? What can you expect from them the rest of the way? I'll be honest with you. I got no idea, but I really just want to see South Carolina get a full season of basketball in on the hardwood. Again, yours truly needs something to talk about, right? Like we we need some sports to talk about. I mean, yes, we have a lot of storylines and recruiting and coaching searches and all that, but man, we all love Gamecock basketball. We all love Gamecock baseball. We all love the other sports. I'm really just looking forward to Frank Martin and company getting healthy, getting past this whole COVID thing and getting a full season played on the hardwood in their SEC schedule the rest of the way out. So again, Whatever else happens beyond that is gravy. I mean, I'd love to see South Carolina get back to the postseason. I'd love to see them get in the NCAA tournament, obviously, because I think they have the team for it. And it would be a damn shame if they didn't because of what happened with the uh, the COVID stuff. But, man, at this point, just get on the floor and let's play. Like, that that will be a step in a positive direction um, based on the recent events we've seen over the past couple of weeks. So the third thing that I'm looking forward to in the 2021 calendar year and this takes us to the diamond. Listen, we don't even know yet what the SEC or the schedule at all looks like for South Carolina baseball. You know, uh, I think, you know, you heard, you heard Paul Maneri. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but he was talking over the last week, week and a half or so about the SEC. And it sounds like we should know in the next few weeks. Um, sounds like the SEC is planning on meeting not next Thursday, but the following Thursday regarding the SEC schedule and the baseball schedule and how they want to do things. And there's been rumored, uh, been been, you know, rumblings of, of changing the schedule, altering the schedule, whatever. But either way, the third thing that I'm most looking forward to in 2021 is another deep postseason run for South Carolina baseball. Yes, guys, I am so excited for Mark Kingston squad, for this baseball team. You just look at the arms, you look at the lineup. And again, I was fortunate to talk to the D1 baseball guys a couple of months ago and talk to them about this roster and what they expected from South Carolina in 2021. And they really feel like this is the most talented South Carolina roster since 2012. And that is saying a lot because if you guys remember in 2012, South Carolina went to Omaha. And again, am I saying this Gamecocks baseball team is going to get to Omaha? Not necessarily, because listen, the SEC is stacked. I mean, it is loaded from top to bottom. There's a lot of good baseball teams throughout the entire country, but definitely in the SEC. But South Carolina right now, Collegiate Baseball newspaper has you ranked preseason 21st. I believe in what the Gamecocks are doing right now. I believe in Mark Kingston. I think he's doing a good job. And you take a look at the roster, guys. I'm going to tell you right now, the record may not show that South Carolina is like a top five program or a lead or whatever, because the SEC, people are going to beat up on each other. I mean, and you look at the SEC, again, just in your own division, 
You have Florida, Georgia, and Vanderbilt. I mean, what more do you have to say? But South Carolina, I take a look at them specifically. That weekend rotation of Thomas Farr on Friday, Brandon Jordan on Saturday. You've got Mag Cotto, a lefty who's throwing 95 miles an hour. You have as much good pitching depth as you've had in a very, very, very long time. I think South Carolina finally has the arms to compete weekend out, weekend in and weekend out in the SEC. I really believe for the first time in a long time, they've really got the arms to do it. They've got the arms to compete. Um, and I think the lineup, man, you got to be excited when you look at the lineup. I mean, you're talking about Braylon Wimmer and Brennan Malone and Wes Clark and Brady Allen and Brandon Fields, the true freshman. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some fresh faces for sure. But South Carolina's got a lot of good pieces to build around, to build with. They've recruited extremely well. And I expect South Carolina to be a very, very fun-to-watch baseball team. And as we all know as Gamecock fans, you get South Carolina to the postseason, watch out because all bets are off. Because guess what? That's South Carolina's favorite spot to be in because you know what South Carolina does in the postseason? They win. They win. And they win a lot. And I'm very excited to see Mark Kingston and company make another deep postseason run for South Carolina in 2021. The fourth thing I'm looking forward to in the 2021 calendar year, and again, for a lot of you, this will probably be number one. But again, like I said, these aren't really ranked in one through five. This is just my top five overall. But arguably, the number one thing we're all looking forward to in the 2021 calendar year is a new era beginning for South Carolina football. Shane Beamer and company finally getting things going. Shane Beamer getting the... New era kicked off right. The Gamecocks will take on Eastern Illinois for their first game of the 2021 football season as the season is scheduled right now. And again, that first moment, that first game, being in Williams-Brice Stadium, fingers crossed, being in Williams-Brice Stadium, seeing those guys run out of the tunnel. And again, we've talked about it a lot, what Shane Beamer brings to South Carolina football, but that feeling of hope, that feeling of optimism, having that back in our systems, having that back in our souls, to be able to watch South Carolina football and have that, what a welcome feeling that is going to be. To see a football team that we all believe, to see the changes within South Carolina football, I should say, and see a team that we believe is going to play play smart football and be disciplined and play really hard and play for the name on the front of the jersey, not the back. But just to see the new era overall begin for South Carolina, to see the changes, the positive changes, in South Carolina football, and to begin a new era, I think is something, and I know is something that we are all looking forward to for South Carolina. I'm so excited again for Shane Beamer to get things going actually on the field, and it should be a really fun first season for South Carolina. There will be a lot of opportunity. I've talked about it a lot, that I think 6-6 six and six going 500 better is very realistic for Shane Beamer's first season in Columbia. I don't think that's asking too much at all from the fan base. So it's going to be really exciting to watch, you know, especially even just starting now, you know, who's the defensive coordinator going to be to see this thing kind of take shape um, from hiring the rest of your coaching staff to going through spring ball to your spring game, to summer workouts, to fall camp, to getting into your season. And of course that first game and going throughout the season, it is going to be a lot of fun to watch Shane Beamer and company get this thing rolling. So I know I'm really excited. I know you guys are excited for that as well. And my final thing, out of my top five things I'm looking forward to in the 2021 calendar year, I should say. The fifth and final thing that I'm looking forward to, 
will, be, will come at the very end of the year, in December. And that is the first five-star quarterback signee in Gamecocks history inking his letter of intent. And, of course, I'm speaking on Gunner Stockton, South Carolina commit right now. I am very much looking forward to South Carolina inking this kid. Again, obviously the highest regarded prospect at that position ever in school history. South Carolina has never signed a five-star quarterback. And it's hard to believe that. It's hard to fathom, but they have not. Ever since the star rankings came about, they've never signed a five-star quarterback. For South Carolina to be, able to, do, to be able to do that for the first time ever, and again, I think that will show great promise for the future of the program. And it's obviously going to make the 2022 class one that should be one of the best recruiting classes for South Carolina in years. And, and by far, be Shane Beamer's most impressive feat that he's probably accomplished to this point. But inking that first five-star quarterback in Gamecocks history, and again, I really think potentially could be a program changer, is something that I'm certainly looking forward to in this 2021 calendar year. So again, going back down the list, my top five things I'm looking forward to in 2021. Number one, the return of packed stadiums and arenas. Number two, a full season played on the hardwood. Number three, another deep postseason run for USC baseball. Number four, a new era beginning for Carolina football. And number five, the first five-star quarterback signee in Gamecocks history, inking his letter of intent. Guys, again, I would love to hear, what are you guys looking forward to? What are you looking forward to in the 2021 calendar year specifically for South Carolina? Hey, maybe personally, if you want to take a uh, spin it that way, you can do that. Maybe personally, what are you looking forward to? But what are you looking forward to as far as the Gamecocks are concerned? What are you most anxious to see in the 2021 calendar year? I would be really interested to get you guys' feedback, again, whether you're on YouTube, social media, whatever, comment, leave your thoughts. Would love to see you guys' rankings, one through five, what you're looking forward to. I know we're all excited to get 2021 kicked off. So, again, that's my top five. Let's move to some news and notes really quickly because something really big to note, by the way, Gamecocks picking up a big-time commitment out of the transfer portal. Amarian Brown, Georgia Tech wide receiver, announcing he will join the Gamecocks. And, boy, folks, is this a good one. He is going to be a sophomore next season, had seven touchdowns for Georgia Tech, which ties a freshman record, which, oh, none other than Calvin Johnson, a.k.a. Megatron, set. Um, I know a lot of people are excited, intrigued about this. I think it's a great fit for South Carolina. You know, I was asked, Chris, how does he fit into what Shane Beamer and Mike Bobo and that crew is doing? Guys, the Gamecocks just need, they need playmakers. They need athletes. They need guys who can make big plays on the outside. So I think Amarian Brown fits in very well. He's a speedster, a slot guy. Um, and, and I think he will, you know, be a big addition to South Carolina. I, I think this is the first of many. I, I think you're going to see Shane Beamer and company really hit the transfer portal hard. Um, we talked before, you know, about recruiting JUCOs and transfer portal. You're going to see transfer portal hit hard because it's basically free agency in college football. You know what I mean? So, um, Amarian Brown, the latest addition coming from Georgia Tech. And like I said, he was actually, um, he was actually Georgia Tech's leading receiver. So, a really great addition for Shane Beamer and company. A really, really nice piece for Mike Bobo and Shane to build that offense. Not necessarily build that offense around, but just adding a weapon. You need to add weapons. I expect South Carolina to probably add four or five wide receivers or just four or five offensive guys who can be playmakers for you um, through the transfer portal. And, and you have to. You know what I mean? You just have to. Um, 
because we all know what, what the challenges are going to be defensively in regards to replacing guys and, and, and handling that. Um, you, you need to get as many big-time players and playmakers as you can on the offensive side of the ball. And Amari and Brown fits the billing, a really, really nice addition uh, for the Gamecocks, for sure. Really great news for South Carolina. So um, that's really it for news and notes. We're going to jump into your listener questions and voicemails, guys, because I actually forgot to air them on the show yesterday because I was so caught up with the uh, the end of the year stuff and you know kind of reflecting and all that and I and the interview and I just thought about it. I was like, wow, I did not play listener questions or voicemail. So I apologize for that. But what better way to start off 2021, by the way? Then taking your questions and your voicemails and everything else. So let's go ahead and dive into that. And we're going to start on the voicemail line. Hey, Chris, wanted to get a call in before the big pod tomorrow. But, you know, obviously the big news of the day with Ryan Holinsky, I know you're going to cover all of that on the podcast and talking about it all over Twitter. But it's, it, it amazes me, like, how up in arms people are about it. And, and look, you know, not to take anything away, Ryan Holinsky great kid, great player, you know, his, his story, his, his willpower. And, and I mean, the kid will succeed. I feel every step of the way through his life, you know, it is nothing against him. It's just, I've never seen so many people get up in arms. Like you said about a third string quarterback transferring. And, and, and I don't mean any disrespect to him. And I know you didn't either when you said that, but it's like, look, people lash out at Mike Bobo for this. And it's like, do you remember, Late last year, well, 2019 season against App State, against A&M, against Clemson, how putrid the offense was. And that's, that's nothing against Ryan. It's just it, the point trying to make is is that the team was just had no weapons outside of Shy Smith, obviously Kevin Harris this year, but you just had no real playmakers at receiver. And the offensive line, while they ran block really well, were inconsistent probably uh, – compliment at this point but you had so much inconsistency at the offensive line that it didn't matter who was back there Luke Doty's back there because because of his mobility because he can make plays the thing is is that the team didn't go through a full offseason so Colin Hill knew the offense better could check us out of the right plays was was he the best player I don't think anybody would argue he was but it's not that Ryan comes in and, this, and he's Aaron Rodgers out there or Pat Mahomes, but I, I just – I had to get that off my chest. I don't get that. But I have to wish Ryan the best. going to be pulling for him wherever he goes, and that's all I got. Uh, take care, Chris. Happy holidays. Look forward to the podcast. Hey, Tim, always a pleasure. Appreciate you calling him in. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. And just uh, obviously, so that voicemail, he called in on Wednesday, of course, for the Thursday show, which, like I said, we're airing these a day late or whatever. But, yeah, just continue to speak on it because I know it's going to continue to be a uh, a topic of conversation with Ryan Holinsky and, and, and the, him entering the transfer portal and all that. Um, no, listen, I hear you out, and I agree with you. And I, and I challenge fans because here's the biggest thing. I think the people that are still upset – I challenge you to take out, you know, separate emotion and logic. Because if you think about it critically, again, you make great points about at the end of 2019. And again, people are going to argue he was hurt. I totally get that, whatever. But, you know, it's, it's kind of like you said, it's not like we had a Heisman Trophy winner sitting on the bench behind Colin Hill. Um, now, should, should Ryan have gotten more of an opportunity? Should he gotten chances and looks in, in games, especially where South Carolina was losing in 2020? I won't argue against that. You know, if you want to make that argument, that's totally fine. But, um, you know, to make it out as if he did not get a fair shake or, 
you know, that our coaches were just intentionally playing the worst player because they don't like the kid. Again, it's one of the most ridiculous and laughable narratives that, I, that I've seen, and, and I just don't believe it. So I wish Ryan nothing but the best, obviously, and I talked about that a lot yesterday, and I think you're right. I think he'll succeed wherever he goes and whatever he does. And, uh, you know, he's a great kid, obviously, and he's overcome a ton of adversity, and this is just another thing for him to overcome, and I think he'll do it. So, um, again, I know people are emotional about it because of the story, because they got attached to Ryan in that story. But, again, I challenge you to separate the emotion of the story and his background from strictly the football field. And if you do that, I think you'll understand that it wasn't that ridiculous that Mike Bobo and Will Muschamp did what they did. And I don't think it was any surprise that they played Luke Doty, for example, over Ryan Holinsky. And I think it was the right move. And again, it's, it's, it's unfortunate the way that it worked out and the way that it happened. And, you know, it wasn't the storybook ending we all, all hoped Ryan Holinsky's career would be. But you know what? It doesn't always work out that way. So again, everything happens for a reason. And, uh, you know, I wish Ryan Holinsky nothing but massive success. And I hope he balls out wherever he goes and, you know, makes his career work out. But uh, South Carolina's got to move in their direction. They're going. I think we've got the right guys in place. I think going towards a more up-tempo, spread it out with a mobile quarterback like Luke Doty, I think that's the right move for South Carolina. And, you know, it's unfortunate it worked out the way it did. Like I said, I, I wish Ryan Hunsky nothing, nothing but the best. But, again, if you're a fan, just try to separate your – take your emotion out of it. You know what I mean? Take your emotion out of it and look at it in just purely logic and – dissect it that way and i think you'll see it maybe a little bit different light than you have all right let's go to this last voicemail and then we'll get your listener questions in here hey this is uh josh maxwell um i was just wondering uh so how do you think coach miss uh shane's gonna do for our head coach position i think he's gonna do really well like um i, I don't Man, I can't wait to see what happens. And uh, thank you. Have a great day. All right, Josh. Appreciate the voicemail, man. Yeah, I think Shane's going to do really well. And, and, you know, I was talking about this with um, another football account. We did like an Instagram live on Thursday afternoon. And they were asking me about Shane Beamer. And I'll tell you guys this. You know, do I know that South Carolina is going to get back to the heights they were they were under with Steve Spurrier and Shane Beaver? Absolutely, I do not. Absolutely, I do not. I have no idea if that's going to ever happen again in the history of South Carolina football. So there's no guarantees that South Carolina is going to win 10 games or win the SEC East or, God forbid, win the SEC or national title. There's no guarantee that will happen. But I, I can guarantee you this. I think it will be a success if for no other reason than I think the culture is going to improve so much. Like, I think if nothing else – that is going to improve. The culture of the program, the relationship with the former players, and the relationship with the fans. And I think Shane Beamer and company are going to put a team on the field that we can be proud of. And again, does that mean getting to Atlanta? I have no clue if that happens or not, but I genuinely, truly believe that it will be a success from that standpoint. Now, again, you have to win games. We all know it's a results-oriented business, and you got to win games. That's the bottom line. But I really do trust and believe that Shane Beamer is going to put a product on the field that South Carolina fans can be proud of. And from that point, the rest will take care of itself, and we will reassess it at them. But I think the culture is what you're going to really see in this program. That Just the health of the program as a whole, I think, is really going to drastically improve uh, under Shane Beamer. And so for that, I think it will be, at least in the immediate future, I think it will be a, a huge success for South Carolina football to have Shane Beamer as their head man. So, all right, let's go ahead and dive in these listener questions. We'll wrap this one up. Um, WM underscore 4IV. 
who's likely on the list for DC? I think right now, if I had to predict, it's going to be Derek Mason. Um, I, I'd say I'm 90% sure. You know, they're starting to come, or st- rumors starting to come out as far as South Carolina possibly, uh, you know, um, you know, working out contract details for Derek Mason. So it's sounding more and more like he's going to be the guy. I'd expect an announcement probably sometime next week, but you never know with these things with Shane Beamer. So, um, yeah, I, I would say I think Derek Mason's most likely going to be the guy. Um, Hub Hovey says, why didn't Ryan see the field last year? He got beat out for the job, man. Outside of that, I have no idea. Why, why did he not get in in late garbage time? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, will we ever know? I have no idea, but he got beat out bottom line. That's why he didn't play. Um, Austin underscore Riggs 12 says, how many years to develop a team that'll compete for the East and what are the keys? I think you're going to need probably three to four years, maybe two to three, but realistically three to four. And here's the thing. You said, what are the keys? The keys are simple. The keys are getting the players you got to have the guys you know the biggest thing I'll be looking forward to in year one and looking for overall is how does South Carolina play right are they tough are they disciplined do they play hard they play for one another okay outside of that so if you do that right you're going to say okay we're a well-coached football team now we got to go get the guys because you've got to have the players you can have the greatest coach in the world but if he ain't got talent he ain't gonna win Coach, you know, players make coaches look really good. So you got to get the players, and that starts in recruiting. And I'll tell you this, bringing in a guy like Gunnar Stockton, that's a great place to start. That's a fantastic place to start. So really the key, get the guys on campus that can do it for you. Um, Let's see. EJ underscore Nettles 33 with a couple of questions or a couple of statements. Bobo didn't have enough time to do what he wanted, so we were very limited in product, uh, produced. Um, the leading rushing team in the best conference in the nation, just sit back and stay cocky part three, and we'll have a lot more to work with next year. Split back shotgun formation with Doty. Yeah. Again, I I thought, you know, Mike, uh, Mike Bobo squeezed blood out of a rock. I thought he got the absolute most that he could out of this South Carolina roster and this South Carolina offense. And I'm very excited for this year. I'm really excited for this year, this fall with Luke Doty, with Marshawn Lloyd, with Kevin Harris, if nothing else, you got one hell of a nucleus to build around. You really do. You, you've got a hell of a nucleus to build around. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for what the future is going to bring. And, again, I, I do believe in Shane Beamer and Mike Bobo and that they can get this offense going And because uh, you're going to have to. You're going to have to in that first year, you know. You're going to have to in this fall. With, we know the questions on defense and stuff like that. But, man, you've got a great core to build around with Luke Doty, Marshawn Lloyd, and Kevin Harris. That should, I mean, that should be one of the best rushing attacks in the SEC. So you get some guys on the outside who can make plays. I, you know, I think fans are going to be very happy with the offensive output. Um, Mike.Edward07, how many seasons until we compete for the SEC East? Like I said, re- maybe two to three, realistically three to four. You got to get the guys on campus. So let's see. Let's see. Brody Wright, 14. Opinion on Bobo. Personally, I think he's a great coach, but others seem not to. Again, I think he's one of the – you talk to football people, he's one of the most well-respected offensive minds in college football. So take it for what it's worth. Trip underscore zero five. Will Mike Bobo bring a new offense to the table or just whatever fits for the Gamecocks? Well, you heard Shane Beamer say this, right, in his presser. It's about catering a system around the talent you have on your roster. So I think that's the system you're going to see South Carolina run. So, I mean, if I think about next year, and let's just go off what we know right now. Again, South Carolina could add five five five-star wide receivers, and this completely changed the dynamic. But right now, 
and again, probably no matter who they add, this is going to be a team that wants to run the football. They're going to want to run the football a lot. When you got two backs like we've got, and you've got other guys behind them that are good players, yeah, you need to run the ball. So I think it's going to be a team that really plays to its strengths. And again, they're going to build a system around the talent on the roster, not the other way around, which excites me, which excites me, to be honest. Thomas underscore Brady underscore H. I give Mike Bobo an A+. plus. Judge him by his final three games in previous years. Quarterback was must champ. A-plus. Wow, Thomas, that's bold. A lot of people are going to disagree with you there. But, hey, I hear where you're coming from. I hear where you're coming from. MC Best 93. What's the best-case scenario and worst-case scenario with Mike Bobo? Well, worst case is we suck on offense next year and he gets fired. I mean, <laughs> bottom line, you know what I mean? Uh, worst or best case, I mean, I think this could be an explosive offense. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Who do you bring in? What other weapons on the outside and a tight end and whatever other, whatever other positions? What guys do you bring in to help out? But I, I really believe this could be an explosive offense in 2021 and beyond. Um, last question here, Brett underscore Boone. Who's going to start at running back? Great question to end on. And this one will probably be debated all offseason. You know, again, I, I've said this multiple times. What's scary regarding South Carolina's running game is that Kevin Harris, even after that 1,000-yard season, 10-game all-conference schedule goes for 1,000. If Marshawn Lloyd gets back to form, gets healthy, whatever, and he, if he's the guy that we all heard about and thought he was and think he is, he will be the starter, bottom line. And that's scary to think about, and that's scary to say. Either way, though, I want to make this clear. Either way, it's going to be a 1A or 1B situation. They're, they're going to use both. No question they'll use both. But if I had to guess game one, I think Kevin Harris is the starter just because of what he did in the 2020 season. And, you know, Marshawn Lloyd still hasn't played a college snap yet and all that. But like I said, man, I just – I think if Marshawn Lloyd's the guy that we all thought he was and think he is, you know, that, that we all heard about on the recruiting trail, I mean, a five-star running back, the highest-rated running back prospect to step on campus since Marcus Lattimore, if he's that guy, he's going to be the starter. He's going to be the bell cow back in my mind. So, which is, again, that's a great problem to have if you're South Carolina. You've got an abundance of riches. You've got two fantastic running backs. And, hey, you've got even more guys behind them too. So, South Carolina – is as set in the running back position as they've been in a very, very long time. So, guys, again, that's going to do it for me. Appreciate you all tuning in again. Happy New Year. Great first show. Great way to kick off the new year with this first show of 2021. And, again, if you guys have spent your time listening to me here on January 1st, 2021, spending your new year with me, I truly do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Last thing I'll say in closing is this. Go Buckeyes. To hell with Clemson. Ohio State, please do us all a favor and get the win. Please, for the love of God, get this W tonight. We're all from Gamecock Nation begging you. <laughs> We're begging you. Please find a way to get the dub. Again, guys, that being said, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Bye.